The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble! You are listening to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from the House of F. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night as case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. It's Oz. Yep, um, I'm here. I might be uh, occupied because my hands smell like cheddar now. <laughs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> Next, he is our backbone, our pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nine invulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Merry Christmas. Uh... <laughs> and as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show. Oh, say what? Yeah, what? We got. I have a Christmas ale too. Oh. From from Comstock, Michigan. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sure that's how it's pronounced. I don't. I'm oh, sorry. That's, that's why his head smelled like cheddar. <laughs> oh, cheesy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking to you all about uh, Inferno, the X-Men event. We're going to talk about issue number one. And we're also starting to get into the Christmas spirit because we're going to be talking about Ruining Christmas, number one. So we'll be talking about both of those today, along with the latest in comic book news uh, and, of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And we'll tell you how it is. You can let us know what that is in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, uh, because without him, this show would not have happened. So thanks, Scott. Hope you're doing well. Good, sir. Um, and yeah, I guess it's time for us to tell you how you can get down with Fantastic Forum. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. Thank you, intern. We got to make sure we get the intern a Christmas bonus. Look, there you go again. What? You're trying to get what? out of 2021, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, I, that was Let's talk about monetary. How was it? We said, look, that's even worse. I don't. I thought you're putting you're putting okay a thing. measurable value on her work, and she's not even supposed to be paid. It's all college credit. We can't give an intern a bonus. Also, look, you're assuming you she celebrates Christmas. Yeah, and you can't look. Ah, man, I'm gonna be on the phone with Herbert after this. <laughs> Herbert, not Herbert. Yeah. <laughs> Her, her, Herbert Rothstein. His initials is literally HR. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other. That's a, that's a whole other. It's Ross Blatt. <laughs> Ross Blatt. 
Ross Black. Yeah, so you you um, totally hey, now you butchered his name, man. I don't know. Look, we might be a twenty twenty two. There it is, fantastic form on the rise. Yeah, our, there it our is. Back, our, our back room staff will be safe finally. <laughs> well, hey, if you want to get down with the show, do that. This show is interactive. Look, we, we'll take comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, such as witty chat comment from Tiger Claw here. Says, what's up, Fantastic Forum? What are your thoughts on that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer? Mm, Tiger Claw. Guess what, Tiger Claw? I, I might be more excited than Tiger Claw to see this movie. Oh, you which saw is, the trailer? Oh, dude, have you not seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, my God, it's so good. Oh, well, you got to see it right there at the where it premiered at the Game, game Awards. You were going to the No, game. I didn't get to see it. Oh, what happened? That was a sad uh, thing. Like you getting ready to take your business cards and I yeah, mean, you, you expense the uh, the outing. <laughs> Listen, oh man, I, it turned out that I, I had to RSVP by a certain time, and I missed it. So such is life. Larry. I had to watch it. I had to watch it at home. Classic. Oh, look, less less than at home. I didn't even watch it on the TV. I watched it on my phone. But that's how good the trailer was. I watched it on my phone, and I was like, dude, like I'm like, I can't wait for this movie to come out, which is crazy. I never in a million years would have thought that that's something I would have thought about a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. But I saw the first one, and the first one, I was like, wow, this movie's really good. Like I was like, this movie, like this movie, had no business being this good. But it was. And then this trailer, I'm like, it did like the opposite of Guardians. It was like all the things that, that maybe they played down a little bit that I was like, man, I wish there was more of that. I wish there was more of that. They, they like ratcheted it all up. And I'm like, oh, Matt, dude. Idris Elba's Knuckles? Dude. It, it's so good. It's so good. I can't wait. I'm excited. I, I'm not even a Sonic fan like that. But and I'm that's really the thing, man. Like, I think. Uh... I really want you to watch Detective Pikachu, man. <laughs> you listen. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go watch Detective Pikachu. Oh, I'll, I'll make it. Pikachu. How I'm gonna. You? I'm. I'm gonna go ahead. One at a time. What? One at a time. Oz, say, what were you gonna say? No, I just. I, what I thought you said was not what you actually said. So that's. Uh, forget. Forget it. We'll go back to. <laughs> it's not. What is dirty, Lawrence? It's it was like, dirty. Thank Herbert, you go go ahead, Lawrence. I was gonna say I, by by next show, I'm gonna have watched Detective Pikachu. Okay, because that. that's a better movie than than uh, Sonic. Did you watch Sonic? Yeah, I watched Sonic. I loved it. I I like I like I, I loved it more than I thought I was I would even enjoy. It, you know. And Detective Pikachu is a better movie than Sonic. I like man. I don't. I, yeah, it's a better movie. There's a, there's a lot more heart in that. movie. Yeah, because like, you know there's still. Even, Go ahead, Oz. Even even like you can see what's coming a mile away. Like you you know what what's what's happening in this movie, but it still it gets you right into right into feels. You know, right. Mm. Right. Okay. It'll make your heart grow. Two sizes bigger. I don't, don't know, man. Big, then it's too big. That's like, a, that's like, like yeah. I'm about to say. I don't want to burst my chest. <laughs> you don't want to have a enlarged heart disorder. Yeah, I'm like that kills a lot of people. 
So, but okay, I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. And look, I I will I I'm actually like with you. I know you all have been trying to tell me to watch this movie for a while now. So it's like I'm actually looking forward to it because if you say it's it's just as good or better than Sonic, then you know. I mean, I know like it has a cast that could pull that off. So we'll see. And it's a good story. I mean, you got to think also um, what edges out in Detective Pikachu. I you know. It's a closer adaptation to the source material. And is there a Detective Pikachu? Yeah, for the DS. Oh. The ending is a little different, but you know, the but hey, you're gonna have to play the game to find out. I'm not gonna tell you. They're real people in Detective Pikachu, the game. There's real people in all Pokemon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I really don't even think about those. But then, but and Detective well, Pikachu talks in the game. Uh, yeah, you have to play the game to find out because I haven't played it. But, but I believe, oh. I believe he does. But <laughs> okay. it's a different, it's a different, you know, kind of how Meowth learned how to talk. Like yeah, Meowth yeah. has his own story on how he learned, and then. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta at least watch the movie so you know how the talking works. Okay, Oz, did you? Oz, did you watch the Sonic trailer? Yeah, I watched it. What do you think? More of the same. More of the same. More more of like the first one, but more of the animated characters that everybody cares about because nobody cares about fake Cyclops. Why is he fake Cyclops? Because he like he died. Okay. I, I, I would assume. I would assume you as a someone who who blows kisses to his Cyclops posters before he goes to bed, you would appreciate that. I would consider a Cyclops that just dies like a little bitch five minutes into a movie would not be a real Cyclops. Now, if you're telling me that, yeah, you agree that he is that much of a little bitch, then. You know, no. I'll, I'll, I'll revise my opinion. No, the movies do Cyclops terrible, like all of them. But I mean, you know, you didn't get beat up by old ladies, so <laughs> spoilers. Okay. okay. Uh, so yeah, so read that book, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah, we're, we'll 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 get into it. We'll get into it. Um. Okay. Cool. So okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like I, but it looks super fun. It like it looks it looks really fun. I'm excited for it. So, you know, I'm with you, Claw. I'm with you. Um, shoot, I guess. Look, I know we started well, late. Sorry, we, folks. We don't know, we don't know if huh? Tyler Claw is looking forward to it. He's just asking our opinion. Yeah, come on, man. Not really. Not decrying his love like he does for really? the, the Transformers. Really. Really, we don't know if Tyre Claw wants to see the like, Sonic movie. He didn't even bother to add like a, a clickbaity headline he read to his comment. That's true. Usually, that's what he does when he likes something, or he wants us, to say, or he wants us to say something in line with what he feels. But right now, he's like, I don't even know what to think. I'm going to these douchebags for it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. A- and friggin'. They amped up the Robotnik too. Like he looks way more Robotnik in this. I, I saw the picture of it and I I, I love that. And, and I mean, it's still from Perry, huh? He, yeah, he, I love it. He looked like that at the at the end of the first movie, right? right. But you well, know, that's the end. And it's also, um, I guess I don't know how do you say it, but 
it's easy to divert in design and stuff. There's things. I mean, you look at Thanos' evolution, man. Thanos evolved yeah. through all the MCU, and it's like leisure suit Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost like you know the the ultimate look we got worked for the movie was great, but I would have yeah. liked to see something more akin to like what we saw yeah. at the beginning. You know, I still think yeah. it could be fatter. Fatter, like you, you want him to be like wider, be more egg like, you know. Oh, oh, you're talking about Eggman, oh. not Thanos. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about Thanos. I was yeah, like, I was, I was about fatter. to agree. I was about to agree. <laughs> I, I definitely want Thanos to be, you know, four heads wide, like you know, like you know, more Kirby. Kirby yeah. You know, I don't like how cut Thanos is. He's got cuts on his chin and everything. I don't like <laughs> Got chin abs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that. Hey. So, what are we talking about next? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we we should get into. It. I was gonna say we started a little bit late, so apologies, folks. You know, we had some technical difficulties and whatnot. If you're if you're watching this after the fact, then hey, you didn't know that, but that's oh, yeah, why. Time. It is obvious that we've lost a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jay's feeling under the weather. I'm sorry, Jay. Friggin' our, our he's. He's our silent assassin, so I didn't even realize he wasn't here yet. I was like, oh, damn, Jay. But no, Jay's feeling under the weather, so uh, speedy recovery to you, Jay. Like, I don't even know if Jay's watching. He's fighting a Decepticon that entered his body. I don't want to say the name out loud, though. I miss having Jay here because I could tell because there's no scrolling uh, Chiron telling the people we're talking about. Right. What he does, and uh, so I miss that for sure. Yeah. But what I do like is that he actually likes, subscribes, and comments when he's not here. And uh, that was refreshing to see. He was in our comments section the last episode. After what the fact, you... which is where it counts. Really? What did he say? Yeah. I don't remember. Something about what we were talking about. But um, To the comment section. I, I actually do. There's actually uh, some dude uh, was commenting on Oz's uh, package. Uh, one of the Elder Scrolls, the the most recent Elder Scrolls one, and he said he didn't get. He, it's December. He still hasn't gotten his summer box. Damn. Hey, I and I it, talked about that on that. Look, I, we got it got so bad. I had to buy a box at at Comic Con. Yeah, you know, but I mean, his, I I actually pinned his comment because I think we need to do an open letter to Loot Crate and tell him what the fuck. <laughs> That, and then that would also, be the open letter. Yeah, hey, Dear Luke Crate, WTF. <laughs> the sincerely fantastic forum. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh yeah, I'll bring up a, a spoiler for the next box because just because I got the email on when I'm gonna get it. It's new video coming out in January. Uh, uh culture fly their DC boxes. And I had this conversation with Mo where I was trying to understand the email where the, the email was all about spoiler warning and spoiler. This is so I'm like, okay, so it's going to be about spoiler or teen Titans or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're telling me one of their, they're telling me what one of the things is, you know, that's the spoilers. They're going to tell me one of the things in the box ahead of time. Okay. And it's a, it's a Raven mug. Okay. Now, it's a cool Raven mug because it's 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 her, and then you put the hot liquid in, and flame like stuff comes around. Well, it, I think it's flames actually. I have to look at it again, which is a kind of weird, but okay. 
I see what you're trying to do. And I showed it to Mo and I was like, this is this is Raven. Why why are they saying saying spoilers so many times in this email? It's just, <laughs> like I, I get it, it's a Teen Titans thing, but I don't remember spoiler being a Teen Titan. Like, <laughs> yeah. She goes straight to Batgirls, I think. Like, unless I missed something, I don't maybe was a night was I in a coma for a while? I don't know. So that's your little preview for January. And I was trying to get in on some Oz's package action myself, and I was trying to get the collector core, but they didn't make a collector core box, the Marvel one, the Funko Marvel one. They Mm -hmm. didn't make one for Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. They made the one that you get for, you know, the winter time. Well, I guess for November is the most recent one. They didn't even announce a No Way Home one at all. Oh. the one they they the one that you get now if you're a subscriber is the Eternals one, oh. and uh, yeah, exactly. But they have a Shang Chi one. They got a Black Widow one, and it's like, what you know, No Way Home like that. That's a no I guess they're like, they're, but they're trying not to share that Sony money. Uh, they don't want to spoil who, all the. Who gets fucked there? They get yeah, to share yeah. money. They get to share money, but I want like. I would yeah. you know I skip all of them. I didn't do the Venom because yeah. fuck Venom. Yeah. You know, there's a Venom one. That's the only money they're splitting. That's you true. Know? And there's um there's what you call it. <laughs> so like he had to throw up. He went to vomit. He's disgusted at Um, so yeah, so just the, the, the guy that's willing to give his hard earned money to the both of those cocksucker companies. If they did uh, a Venom one, then they, they should have done a Spider-Man one. I wonder right. what happened. And you know, they did what else? Um yeah, I mean, they've done X-Men ones when the X-Men movie came out. They did an X-Men one yeah. with the Phoenix, you know? I, and I wonder if it's a thing where it's like, maybe they is... Like, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, that's what we should send them a letter about. WTF. Why no, why no box? Which is, which is what you were saying, actually, most of And not only that, that, there's no website. Like, I guess you can only subscribe on Amazon. Like, there's no oh. actual website to subscribe. There's more websites dedicated to, like, to curating what you get in each box, mm-hmm. then there are like sites telling you where you can subscribe. That's wild. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm down to do it through Amazon. I don't have to put in my info or whatever. But but give me a Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I know I I wanted to. I got the Doctor Strange one mm-hmm. when that came out. But that's it. I, I don't like subscribe monthly. I just buy the one box for like fifty bucks. But okay. But yeah, yeah I I did that when. They first had like their special boxes. I think the first one that I that I can remember was a Fallout box, which I mean now I have a Fallout subscription, but it was like a hundred and fifty dollar special box, and uh, they they tell you some of the things that are in there. It's all right. I've never worn that hoodie or used that purse. <laughs> Listen, I, oh, I did mention though. I mean, you still have it. He still has it. He can send it to you, right? No, but it's different. The moment has passed. Oh. I've, I've been wearing that belt almost every day. Yeah. The Transformers <laughs> belt. You know, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there's a Oz's Package special Happy Birthday Larry edition because it was it turned out to be the twist at the end. Spoilers. It Spoilers. Was the box was what Oz bought Larry for his birthday. And, yeah. Uh, Thanks, he, the, the I felt so bad when I opened it too. And it was like, it's like, it's like it's a box is like this big. Yeah, 
like maybe ten percent up is where it was. It was brutal to watch because you know Oz is like, oh, and it was it was my idea. I'm like, you know what? If you do Oz's package and then the surprise, you give it to Larry. Do it with Larry. He's like, get him a Transformers yeah. box like, right there, and uh, and then like you, you're like, what is this? Like, <laughs> so Emily, <laughs> Emily and I dropped edibles, and she didn't know what went down because she was she Jay and yeah. Liz. Comic Con went to the brewery to get food, right? And right. uh, so it was just us filming that, and so she got to watch it for the first time a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And man, she was l- just looking at Larry's face and everything, and knowing <laughs> that he's gonna get it, it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't mind spoiling it because you got to keep in mind that, like, he's judging these things so harshly, and but they're his things for his birthday, <laughs> his yeah. birthday present. Honestly, it like. I don't think anything in that box I would have just bought you as a birthday present. Yeah, I, like I believe Honestly, that. I would have done the belt. I, well, I would have done the But he, the, the, the way that we did it, that it was just a blind box, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, you don't know, Yeah, kind of like made me feel a little bit better about it. Of I, course. I, I, as it nice here, you know. Mm-hmm. No, man, and, it, was, it, was, it was a fun experience, and I appreciate it for just that alone, honestly. You know, and then I still got a cool belt and I got a kick-ass wallet and a friggin' amazing box that I could put my Decepticons in. (laughs) If you don't mind, I'll buy the cigarette holder off of you. Uh, We can talk about it. We can talk about it. Who knows? I might, look, I might part with it, but at the same time, there's a part of me that kind of like, I'm not going to use it, but I kind of don't know if I want to give it away. It's a, it's a, it's a gift. We use business cards, so right. you can put your business cards in it. And yeah, I mean, even though they did cut off the the little publishing icon for for Optimus, right? It's still like it still has like an enamel branding of a comic book cover, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So I, it is I know cool. You could definitely find a use for it, even yeah. just to hold your lav mic. <laughs> you know, like with the wire. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. a good way to, or even I don't know if headphones will fit in it, but. To hold headphones would be cool. Although now with high tech, like you probably have a little, little those galaxy pods or some shit. I got slightly sidetracked because I just got disturbed by something. Because so I've been munching on this popcorn since we started. This was something that came in a gift bag from work for for Christmas. I just realized. See this this cut? How it's mm-hmm. you know this is where yeah. you peel it off. I didn't yeah. do that. What I just took it. I just took it out of the gift bag and opened it up and started eating. I didn't realize it has already been opened. <laughs> this was just torn aside and open. Oh wait, so you didn't tear it open yourself? Nope. Nope. I just like I saw the little notch here and I was like, oh hey, that's for ripping it. Wait a minute, I didn't rip it open. I didn't cut it. I didn't, and it opened <laughs> so easily. Like, I think. So I think you can chain the popcorn. Probably. You should stop eating that. Us. It's, it's too late. It's you cool. know what? Probably your dog opened it. No. He's dead already. Dead. Not the dog. Oz. No. Look, we, we, your dog. It just disturbed me, but it's not going to stop me from eating it. You'll see me eating it. Oh, wow. Okay. The puppy jumped into the shot for a hot second. He yeah, didn't he... jump in. I they lifted him. 
because <laughs> he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> and he just now he, he's brave now because usually he don't cross that dark spot. Well, he <laughs> smells cheddar. He yeah. loves cheese. I don't want to show the bread. We're not sponsored. He smells. Yeah. He loves cheese. There it is. <laughs> Sorry, sidetrack. My bad. Indeed. All right, you all ready to get into this? Oh, let's, let's tell you to watch Oz's package and hit the like, subscribe, and then now here's the review music. Review. Like review. Well, not not like that, but like. Damn! Why does that look like that? Like <laughs> Hold on. Oh, why is it so big? Wait, I don't know. What's so big? It's like I blame Joe. Hold on, I gotta make it a ticker. Whoa. I gotta make it a ticker. Oh, ticker. My bad. No, Lawrence can say it. Ticker. <laughs> anyway. Am I the only Ladies one who's in the service here? Inferno. What? What? Listen. Inferno number one. Uh, it is the latest uh, X-Men event happening right now. Uh, the last event or the last comic, X-Men comic that Jonathan Hickman is going to be writing in, in the near future. Uh, so it's called Inferno, not to be confused with the, the series back in the day. This is Inferno 2021. We're going to be confused with Secret Wars Inferno. What is Secret Wars Inferno? Like, what there was doing? a tie-in for Secret Wars called Inferno. Like one of those Battle World books. Yeah, was it called Inferno? It was when I was, I almost bought it trying to read this. <laughs> okay. There were a lot of, there were a lot of Secret Wars tie-in books. And I, I read them all. I don't remember Inferno, but that doesn't mean anything. Because I, I, Lord knows you'll probably say another one and I, I won't remember it either. But, yeah. you know, I, you I do remember Inferno. Inferno. What, say what I? Uh, I was wondering if Mo was talking about Inferno War Zones. There's a lot of Infernals in the in the comic book space. Yeah, but we're specifically talking about Jonathan Hickman and Valerio Skeeti's Inferno. Uh, it's basically the next, or it's the event that is ushering in the next era uh, of of X Men. Or the next Krakoan era of X Men, and so it's it's going to be a four issue series, but they're all like double issue books, so it basically is an eight issue series. But right now it's up to number three, but we're going to be talking to you about number one. So let's do it. Uh, you know, here's where I would like to start because. You know, un un under normal circumstances, I would give like a little overview of what the book's about. But I'm more interested in hearing from you two in regards to like what you think of what you're reading. Because I know both of you aren't necessarily like regular X-Men readers. And I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on 
how accessible this book is and in regards to like from the perspective of someone who might be like hey maybe i haven't been reading x-men in a while and i see this and i just pick it up which i feel like you know the two of you have a closer uh a, a closer like you're closer to that like i think you know and and realistically I, i'm not even sure how much you all know in regards to like what's going on with x-men right now outside of the fact that they live on Krakoa. So I don't know, like I, I, Mo, let's start with you, man. How, how, how close or how much before you started reading Inferno, you know, this Inferno for the show, how much did you know about X-Men, like the current era of X-Men? So I knew about the Krakoa stuff. The last that, that I kind of knew about or felt comfortable discussing with the X-Men stuff was kind of like the Empire, like the, the, mm -hmm. the, the tree beings versus the what is it the the ex zombies ex yeah all that yeah so yeah that's kind of like where uh where and actually I do want to go back and read Empire because that's one of those things that was yeah. disrupted by uh COVID and a bunch of other shit came up and, yeah you know so I, I want to read that in its entirety on its own so I'll do that but yeah um, sure maybe we'll get a one shot who knows yeah, yeah. um but uh yeah. I knew I was going to have a certain amount of feeling lost and not just from not reading uh, X-Men that often or that regularly, rather. Mm -hmm. um, and it was due to the Hickman. Like, he, he, he <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm lost. Like, once you hit the pros, uh, I, I'm lost, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you, you know, you, you, this book, you jump in in the middle of a battle with Nimrod. And a, a group of X Men was it uh, Kid Omega, and uh, who else? Wolverine, mm -hmm. and who was the other one? Domino, probably. I mean, yeah, that's Domino. what it was. Yeah, that's that's the current. That's current. Those are all current members of X Force. X Force. Okay, so and then it turns out there's just a videotape that somebody's watching, and you don't know what happens there. That I figured that happens in X Force. Fine. That 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 to me like feeling lost in that battle with Nimrod like. Okay, I'm feeling lost, and then there's a reason why I'm lost, and then there's a whole other reason I'm lost about this thing with the Orcus. Mm -hmm. and, okay, but they do a you know they do a, a okay job of like not making you like okay, I know all I need to know, but mm -hmm. I'm like okay, there's this, and they're doing this here. Let me okay, now I know what I need to look for to get to this point. You know, mm -hmm. everything that that it, it tells you anything I felt lost in, I didn't, I didn't feel entirely lost. And I felt that I had, I had ready access to because of the amount of X books there are. And they're fairly like, I, you can take them, like you can look at a cover and know what you're going to be dealing with, you know? Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and uh, like even covers I've seen at the shop here and there, I'm like, okay, that's probably where you know in my memory. I'm like, okay, that's probably where that that this what's happening here happened there, you know. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. There wasn't a lot of editor's notes, and there wasn't a lot of um. The caption like boxes. Usually, mm -hmm. the caption boxes do a good job of bringing you up to speed. In mm -hmm. Hickman books, they do it in a page of prose, mm -hmm. which I'm usually turned off by. But uh, yeah. after the first one. It got, the first one did a really good job of priming me for the rest of the book, and then I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna take this at face value and go with it. And 
Uh, the fact that it's a a double sized issue, you know, because mm-hmm. they're trying to conserve paper now. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> you know, I think that that served to its benefit. If it would have been half the size, I would have felt a little more lost, and I wouldn't have gotten enough story to keep me uh, wanting the rest of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let me let me jump to you, Oz. Oz, what about what, what about you? How much? What were you aware of in regards to X Men? Oh, uh oh, I caught him. Can I, I see him more to him chewing? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right, right into his, right into his mouth. <laughs> it's popcorn. Don't at me, Herbert. Don't at me, Herbert. <laughs> it's popcorn. So there's like stuff in there too. Um, <laughs> just sniffing up. Yeah, the popcorn. You're like popcorn. Um, I I read Empire and the uh, that uh, double I don't know what that event you call that original Hickman run. Oh, House of House of Ten, Powers of X, and House of Ten, or Powers yeah. of Ten and House of X. <laughs> and um, I read a little bit past that. So everything that's happening, I have an idea. Like I have a, a reference point of what's going on, and right. I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's um, fair. The, and there, there's there's some things in here that seem kind of dumb to me. I don't know, okay. like like the the battle that Mo was describing. Yeah. Um, the people watching that video talk about how this is like the I don't know, like the tenth attempt. Mm-hmm. And they never change their tactics because that, that that's how they realize that the 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 mutants on on this attack have no memory of the attack, so they just do the same attack again. And that seemed a little bit like I mean, there's ways you can do surveillance, right? Like you can get info and uh, figure out why you failed instead of just sending the same people again and again and again to keep failing if it's happened ten times. I don't get I don't know why Charles Xavier was being resurrected at the beginning mm-hmm. or how that ties into the middle mm-hmm. I I know who the old ladies are so mm-hmm. I don't know who the monkey people are I'm guessing they're the orchis people mm-hmm. I'm happy to and, hear that and um, <laughs> it, it brought up something interesting to me that I thought about when I read that original Hickman run Mm -hmm. that I don't know if this question has been answered or if where Hickman is going to answer it but so uh, Moira Moira McTaggart her power is when she dies all her knowledge gets put back into her as a fetus and she's reborn Mm -hmm. but like the same year like it's I don't know how to describe it. Like she it just like time resets to that point where she's born mm-hmm. and then what she does affects the timeline. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's something like that. Right. So what I've been wondering is and I don't look Lawrence, I'm I'm assuming you've been continuously reading since they introduced that. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. What would happen? If Moira gets killed and is resurrected through the resurrection process, 
is that a thing that can happen? Because she's she's limited to like 10 or 11 resurrections. And she's on like her 10th. And so if she dies and they know she doesn't have any more resurrections, what well, happens if she's brought through the machine? Right, right. And I hear what you're saying. And that that's a that's a good question. Here, here's what I'll say. First, the first thing is we we, you know, in house or in powers of ten, we Destiny tells Moira that she has like 10 lives to lead, maybe 11 if she makes the right decisions, some, something like that. I don't remember if it was nine or 10 or 10 or 11, but something like that. But keep in mind that that's not necessarily a limitation on her mutation as much as destiny being destiny and saying like, hey, you think you're immortal, but you only gonna, you're only going to live this many times. But and that that's because... Uh-huh. That presents the same dilemma to me because if she dies and her memories go back to a previous Moira, but you create a new Moira, you know? Well, the, the, here, here's, but to, to answer the question that you're asking then, technically speaking, uh, the when you do the resurrection process that, you know, the five and the X-Men do right now, the mind that goes into you is from a cerebral backup that Professor X makes. So technically speaking, the body that gets created can be implanted or would be implanted with a copy of the mind that Professor X Here, made before she dies. Where, so here's where, think, here's where I think uh -huh. this is going. I think Hickman has set up that Moira is in her last resurrection because okay. he doesn't want to redo this timeline. He li he likes the story he's telling. I think she's going to get killed, resurrected through the process because she can't resurrect anymore. So the timeline is it's solid now. It's, it can't be changed. And like, why would she not be able to resurrect again? Be is she right now? But why? Or, like, or look, she either either she ran out. Or Destiny said what she would do, and is Destiny Destiny's a her, right? Yeah, her, Destiny's her. They, them, whatever, whatever. Destiny does what Destiny said would do and take out Moira before her powers activate, which would cancel out any resurrection. And so now you have the resurrection process creating a new Moira that restarts her resurrections. So then you stab that one in the face <laughs> and she does all the same things to get back to the point that we're at now. Right. I just, I just solved all that right now. Nailed it. You see, you saw me. <laughs> As I finished this bag of tainted popcorn. There it is. They put weed in it. Get you fired. <laughs> Powers of Oz. <laughs> the thing I took tomorrow off. <laughs> We're gonna have a random drug test when we get back. Uh, um, well, go what, ahead. What I was well. saying, like, I think he might be onto something because it's also Hickman's like last thing as a Marvel dude, right? I don't think it's his last thing as a Marvel guy. I I think it's his last X Men thing for a while. Okay. 
So he, he could probably uh, potentially just do things so that it could be a certain way for a while, right? I mean, how how married is Hickman to this this story? Because he could do the ultimate thing, finish out his story, kill Moira. Now you have the last resurrection. Totally <laughs> different because that, it, he's established that that's what happens. It's it's really interesting just because you, you all know me and how much I love X-Men and how deep I love to get into the weeds when it comes to X-Men. And so I've been like reading interviews and stuff and, and you know, just like, I, I just like listening and talking and reading about Hickman's process. And one of the things that ended up happening with the whole X line, which is wild because Hickman had everything laid out. And as he's presenting his X-Men ideas, because you know how Marvel, they do their, their summits and they all go out into the woods or whatever, go talk about stories for the like year. When they, when he did his X-Men pitch, people got so excited for it. They like started like tossing ideas out there themselves and like wanting to jump in and like, like, Hey, what if we did this? What if we did that? Right. And so all those people jumping in and having stories to tell in, in the, the sandbox that Hickman created with, you know, with this era of X-Men basically made it so that the story that he was trying to tell, which would have been a more succinct kind of thing, I guess for all intents and purposes, kind of got a little bit, well, I can't say derailed, extended is the right word. I'm pretty sure that's probably the word he used or something like that, where he was going to tell a story that was going to be like this beat, this beat, this beat, this beat. And in the first beat, people are like, dude, we love this. Can we just stay here for a little bit? And that's basically like what ended up, what's kind of happened. Inferno is basically like the second beat, <laughs> you know, of the story that he was trying to tell. Uh-huh. And so it's like, so it's kind of like, the opposite of what, what, you know, like he could do that Oz. Cause you know, I think if, if Hickman was the kind of dude that was like, Hey, I'm putting my foot down. Like, I don't, I think Marvel would be like, well, Hey, let's let Hickman do what Hickman does. But he's like, no, I mean, comics is a collaborative process and people want to play in this sandbox. So let's let him play and I'll go do something else. And I think that that was part of the reason too, why he's like, okay, well then you know, I don't need to be doing all this X-Men stuff all the time. So what, what I'm, because the way you explained it is almost like Hickman himself, which means I'm too stupid to understand. <laughs> and, um, so you mean that he wanted to do stuff and they put a bunch of stuff in between between the the House of Ten and kind of, kind of, yeah. Like, and, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, like there was supposed yeah. to be stuff in between, but yeah. it would have been it would have been less stuff if it was left to Hickman on his own. Right, and it already be different too. Yeah, yeah. Which like, would affect you know, which, which Inferno would have been a different thing based on how that would have played out, right? Well, not necessarily. Like, I feel like because I think that there are certain things that Hickman probably was like, "Hey, if you all want to do this, like stay in this era for a little bit, we can do that. Just don't touch A, B, C. You know, what I'm saying like leave that for me." And I think that that's kind of what's happening in the sense that he's like, okay. Let me tell this story now with Inferno with the pieces that, you know, I like, I want to be playing with. And then he'll leave another, like, a new sandbox, basically, 
and people will play in that for a while. And then that's why I think it's like, you know, he won't be doing an X story for a little while. He'll do some other Marvel stuff and his own independent stuff on his Substack, And then who knows, like in another few years, he'll probably come back and tell like the next story beat, like if the next of X-Men mm -hmm. event be like a Hickman, Hickman event, like two yeah. and a half, three years so from now. You had to go and do uh, extra work um, to understand Hickman's process for this, right? Like you went and you subscribed to his OnlyFans, right? Like, <laughs> absolutely. Well, absolutely. no, because Hickman. Put the man in Hickman. <laughs> now, um, no, but you know, like the subscribe, like you subscribe to your creator, like that that you want, and you get what you get, like a podcast or something. That, that that's how you heard about all this, right? Through his well, no, some of it is just like regular kind of, you know, like regular um, comic book news site coverage stuff. Like I, honestly, yeah. the the Substack stuff he doesn't really talk about oh, X Men really? stuff as much. Like okay. you know, no, a lot of what I'm talking about is like comic book, you know, like comic book journalists doing interviews and stories and things like that especially like once it was announced that he was going to like kind of step away from X-Men for a little bit. A lot of people were like, wait a minute, you know, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Like you got this, this whole thing that you got set up. What do you, you know, what's happening? And that's yeah. when he had to like, kind of go on a small like explanation tour in regards to like, this is what's happening. And you know, and this is why it's happening. And it's not like I didn't, I'm not getting fired for Marvel. It's not like I don't want to be do anything for them. Like, that's how I know, like, you know, he'll be still doing stuff for Marvel but it won't be um, like he might actually because he, he was kind of coy about it. But the way that he made it sound was like almost like he might be doing some like behind the scenes kind of architect type stuff for Marvel. Like, you know, saying like, hey, if you want to make the the 616 interesting, you might want to do this with these characters and this with those characters. So Hickman might be influencing like what the greater landscape for the the comic book. Marvel Universe looks like behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah, maybe, but that's it's kind of speculation because again, he's he was yeah. But but what I will say is this: as far as this book itself, Inferno, like like especially when I read the first issue here, because you know I've I've been reading, I'm I'm current, but reading the first issue, there's some parts of it that I definitely were like, oh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what that means yet, but that's like Hickman is notorious for that. Like you all like talked about the, the mentioned the first scene where you have right. pr Professor X and Magneto getting resurrected and you have Emma Frost in the Cerebro helmet. Like I know just because I read a lot of Hickman and I know like how he works, like that's basically like a flash forward kind of tease. Right, so I'm not you that know. stupid. I'm not as stupid as no. I thought. Because that, no, I, didn't, absolutely not. I didn't feel lost there at all. Like that, that yeah. felt to me like okay, that's that's another timeline. Like we're not there yeah. yet. Right, you know? we're not there yet. Exactly, and that's yeah. a flash forward kind of tease. And one one yeah, thing that we, yeah. <laughs> one one thing that you know, like you know or learn from the promotional materials and stuff, which I love the the promo campaign they did. For this inferno because it was reminiscent of the the old inferno but it, it kind of teases that there's going to be a schism among the um the leadership of the x-men you know right now the x-men have what they call the the quiet council and 
that quiet council has 12 seats on it and it's different mutants that are on that council that kind of direct what happens on Kokoa uh, overall until they like decide a new form of government or whatnot. And, you know, we've talked about the, the council before. It, it used to have a uh, Magneto and, well, it had, it has Magneto and, and Professor X on it. It used to have Apocalypse, but he left. And uh, it also used to have um, Jean Grey on it, but she left because she decided to become an X-Man. And um, like the X-Man, the X-Man team or whatever. Uh, but, you know, you got Nightcrawler. Who named X-Man? Who's, uh, oh, exactly. Who's Cyclops banging these days? Because the Frank way... It, it, so okay, so not Jean Grey. No, no, he's 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 no, it's, it's Jean Grey. He's not. He's, I don't oh, like Emma, Emma Frost was like, oh, darling, and you know, like that's her better. Listen, listen, Kakoa has like a bit of a free love kind of thing going on right now. You know, like people I, aren't I know, aren't so judgy from from Wolverine, huh? I know Jean's getting it from Wolverine, so she don't need and, the, the one I wonder. No, and no, no. Listen, she's with Cyclops more than she's with Wolverine. You yeah, that. you, yeah, that's what Larry said. How, Larry. how do you know that I don't know that? I'm the one holding the camera. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You can't even see right. Like, how are you gonna? Focus like, do I have a camera? This is this is why <laughs> this is why HR needs to talk to you. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. They're fictional. <laughs> and, and consenting adults, <laughs> but no, man, it's like it, 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 you know. So I will say that I've seen, of course, you know, Emma flirts with with Cyclops. She flirts. She flirts with Scott, but I haven't seen anything that makes me feel like, oh, okay, that's definitely happening right now. It's also the not the Scott that she was with, though, right? Like it's the new, the younger version. No, nah, it's the same guy. Oh, okay. Never mind. I mean, or well, okay. Well, let me put it like this. I mean, technically, Scott, uh, a lot of X Men have been resurrected at this point. No, not, but not I still the Bendis like classic team flash forward. Oh no, no, those they all went back to their own timeline. Okay, never mind. No, this is this is Scott Summers original. Scott Man, Summers. this ruins everything. Then why? Oh, because I'm all thinking about Iceman being gay and shit, and it's like. Iceman is gay. But no, he went back to his timeline. The the present day Iceman is gay too. Oh man. That's it. Oh, <laughs> what? It's like the when when the the younger version came out, yeah. It made the older version kind of think rethink things, you know, because he was like, What? I'm not gay. And then he's like, ah, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm gay. Uh, that sucks. Why does it suck? No, I like the idea that there was two Icemen and one was gay and one wasn't. And then, you know, you get the... It's almost like when uh, when Archie married Betty in one universe and Veronica in the other. Like, you, if you want the... the, the if you wanted Betty, you got your, your Archie and Betty books. And if you got your mm-hmm. Veronica, you know, so, you know, all those, those homophobes wouldn't, like, the Iceman homophobe fans, like, wouldn't... Uh, you know they 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 wouldn't have too much to complain about. You know what I mean? Because I hear you. Like, I can be like he could be a repressed version. Like he could still be have those feelings, but be like, you know, what? I'm not gonna act on those. And I I, I got used to living life this way, and 
and I like it. Still, <laughs> you know? No, I'm like, no, like when, when the when the that happens in like, like especially in Hispanic community, it happens a lot where they're so afraid of being ostracized that they just get used to being closeted, and they enjoy sure. living that life. But I guess if you're watching literally a younger version of yourself, like be out and free among your own people, that would make you feel like you could do that yourself. It can, but it doesn't have to. And the thing is, it would be more interesting if it doesn't. Is it more interesting? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Also, too. Uh-huh. You can see like the you like you can literally just have a book of the two Icemen talking about different points in their life and how the gay one handled it and how the repressed one handled it. And it's like and it just compare the two and it'd be an interesting book of just that conversation. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it makes sense more so too because like the memories that the the young X-Men had literally like the 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 current timeline X Men end up they remember those memories. It's not like they're like oh, okay. It's not. So like it's not separate timeline. timeline. Yeah. No, uh, it's like though like they live that, okay. and it, it becomes like a part of them. So oh, that, it look, makes okay. less sense. Well, you fix yeah, it. You fix yeah. It. Like like in the same way, like like the young beast like learned a whole bunch of magic yeah. while he was you know in you know, in that timeline or whatever. And then when he went back, it's like the current beast like became or or learned that that magic or had that knowledge, I guess I should say. So are so they like gonna all their experiences, huh? Are they gonna remake the Dark Phoenix saga with them with those memories now? <laughs> look, I don't know. That would be wild. Like it look, it, it's crazy. It's really interesting though, because like even like old, like the older Cyclops, there was a point. There's like a, a a issue of Champions where he went to go help them out because the young Cyclops was a champion, and so he went like when they were in trouble, he went to go help them because he was like, you know, you're my people <laughs> because he has those memories of when he was young, hanging out with them, which is you know, I was like, that's that's interesting to me just because I'm like, ah, it's a, like. Like it, it would have been easy just to be, oh, that was some other timeline. But it, but to me, it was more interesting. Like it's like okay, they have those memories, so you know it. It they act accordingly once they went back into the timeline. Well, all I can say about the Iceman thing, just to sum it up, is that I I know somebody that is a like how how Larry is with Cyclops is him with Iceman and. When he found out that Iceman was gay, he was devastated. So I told really? him, oh, no, the new one, the, 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 the one you love is still just repressed. He's not, you know, he's only, if he goes to prison, he'll be gay. But, you know, cause, yeah, speak for <laughs> me, even, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so he's like, yeah, he's still straight. He's still straight, technically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like, if he's repressed, like he's gay. Yeah, but look, Oz, you know Cholo. Like, right, I do know cholos. Yeah, and you know how it is with them and gay shit. It's like it doesn't count <laughs> if it's out of the shower, right? <laughs> Dude, like he oh, knows, man. Oz knows. Like I, he has a gay cousin that isn't is straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, yeah, I hope I've been to some clubs where I've walked into the wrong room. 
and <laughs> you have images of some cholos that like yeah no. like I, I don't fear them anymore <laughs> yeah, no, look I, I had i knew a guy that was born into the life and his dad told him that one day he's gonna have to bang one of his friends just so that he's not afraid to go to jail <laughs> wow yeah i'm not even gonna say i'm not even anybody like what letter and what number they belong to because you know but yeah let's just say trump hates them too sheesh wow okay so back to inferno (laughs) like cholo life man in krakoa man they'd be happy in krakoa (laughs) right free love do what you do no judgment no judgment um but yeah, man. So it's like I do feel like like Orcus, like if you don't remember what Orcus is, because it's been it's not like you know, if you're reading it the books to do with the with the horror culture, right? No. No, no, like like Orcus like they lay the foundation and like really kind of tell you what Orcus as an organization is in in House of X, um, and they touch on it periodically through the runs of the different X Men books here and there, but not to the same degree that you know. Like I could totally see somebody picking this book up and being like, "Why are those people important?" Because I don't feel like they necessarily do a great job of of explaining what they are here. But Orcus is basically an organization that it was like put together so that when mutants reach a certain level of of um I, like I, i'm trying to think what like when they reach a certain level of of power or prestige a protocol will go into effect where they create an, an organization that's like a globe spanning organization for the specific purpose of like n- not allowing mutant supremacy to happen and so, like, if you if if you read uh, House of X, they literally like one of those data pages is about like how mutants did this and then they did that, and once they did it, like if if you remember, you know, Professor X basically broadcast to the world like, hey, we're mutants, we're gonna give you, we're gonna start our own nation, we're gonna give you these gifts, like, just don't mess with us you know we're giving you we're going to give these to you for free just you know recognize that we're a people and that we have our own autonomy that's when the like the orcas protocols go into effect and it's basically like some members of aim some members of shield some members of like basically like you take all of the the uh like secret and and clandestine like organizations you take a little bit of a few members from each one and put it in together in one giant group that and it's like let's we have we have to collaborate as humans to make sure we don't get replaced <laughs> so so that's what orcus is it's almost and, like the illuminati but just between with no like moral sighting i mean you can kind of say that but see the only thing like i feel like the illuminati was more about like hey, you know, we want to share information to make sure that we can see some of this big stuff coming. And, you know, Illuminati, obviously, they didn't, 
the big problem they had was that they wanted to be secret when you know it's like hey that could have been done in the open but they're like no let's let's, let's keep it between yeah. us right you know that's um why, that's why uh, captain america was crying <laughs> yeah he was not happy about that he's like we're going too far but but orcus is like it, it definitely doesn't have like it's different because it's like a by any means necessary kind of thing whether it's like dude like if we don't like do something to make sure that we either eradicate mutants or seriously hamper them, they're going to become like the, that we're going to be gone as human beings. And so that's why you have like a lot of people in these different organizations. Uh, it's like some, some of it is like some Hydra people. Like it's basically like literally every organization in the, in the 616 has a, a little part in Orcus. And so that's what they do. Like, the 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 um base that you see the attack happening in is actually they call it the um the mother mold and it's literally like a giant sentinel head that is that like orbits the sun which is crazy <laughs> but that's that that's what it is and that's why that's part of the reason why it's so like the the X Men have been having so much trouble, like attacking and infiltrating that base because you know it's hard to get to because you know yeah, but I don't sun. I, I still mm -hmm. don't get why they can't come up with some way to get or like find out what happened. Why do they fail? Why do they just keep sending the same group over and over and over again to keep well, failing? They don't, and in the book, you know, they don't send the same group over and over. Like, you know, the data page shows that they do switch it up sometimes, but they do send X Force a lot because, you know, X Force in like X Force is basically Krakoa's CIA. And so it makes sense that, you know, who do you send to do the clandestine missions? You send your, your, like your agents, like, and that's yeah. what X Force is. So that's why it's mostly them. Well, they never once said de sent Deadpool, so that's why they fail. No, De Deadpool, they don't mess yeah. with Deadpool like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's also like, I mean, he's a he's not a mutant, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he's got some Wolverine in him, right? They, they uh, he, uh, just a, a mishmash. Like, he's not a mutant. Like, I, he has access yeah, I think he's like a mutate. Yeah, like, he doesn't have access to. He could use a, I think he could use a Krakoan gate because he's got the the DNA in him. You know, it's it's one of those things. Like, I think in this next era of X Men, Deadpool is going to play a more central role. So who knows? He might be in the next X Force. For all yeah. we know, he should be in this X Force. If you don't have Deadpool and Cable, then no wonder they fail. Well, you know, Cable is they have doing... young Cable now, right? There's a new Cable. No, and no, the, the old old one came back. New one's gone. No, oh, so, yeah, I, I hated that guy. Now. Uh, bishop, is this the bishop that becomes the time traveling bishop, or is he just you know younger, hotter version of of that classic? No, bishop? no, no, that's the same bishop. Like it's all. Look, it's all his hair's different. I don't know. It, may, it might take a yeah. few years for that hair to grow out like that. Just Jerry curl, but that's the fashion from the future, though. That's the thing. <laughs> the the well, Jerry curl, the future fashion. I thought yeah. the M on the face was for was how they were marked in the future. That's like their scarlet letter. That he was. Yeah, well, he changed it. his hair to the times though. Oh, okay. So he he went to yeah. Moe's barbershop and yeah, he got classic 
I want a classic, the high and tight. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's and it's it's you know it's the crisscross hair, like you know, the crisscross hair. Yeah, like jump, yeah. jump, crisscross. Yeah, oh, what about okay. the crisscross? Do you know? Don't act like you didn't wear your pants backwards. Oh, I definitely didn't wear my pants. We all backwards. did that. We all. Yeah, we listen. I don't listen. I, I wore them inside out and backwards. I don't look <laughs> like another bad creation and crisscross. Damn. No, <laughs> nah, man. I I didn't have parents that would let me do that, so it didn't happen. I didn't have parents, so <laughs> there you go. It <laughs> just got dark. And not just because nah, I, I, I say this every week. <laughs> it got dark when I asked Larry if I if I thought his if he thought his dad would have left him on Krypton at Comic Con. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> That's funny. And it turns out he probably wouldn't have. Nah. Because he called nah. you on your birthday. So it's like he I'm did. the only member of Fantastic Forum where his dad would have left him on Krypton. All right. <sighs> So about the art, man. Look, the art is beautiful in this book. I, I can't find anything wrong with it, and it uh, you know, maybe you know, you can mispronounce uh, Valerio's uh, name, but you can't call him shitty. No, uh, you can't. The art, the art's fucking fantastic. It's on point at every every fucking angle, every panel, every yeah, panel. <laughs> yeah, so good. Even the lettering is amazing in this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I had to double check to make sure it was, you know. Is this Richard Stark? Because his lettering is on point. Like I, I heard everybody's voice right. You know, they changed fonts a little bit here and there, depending on who's mm-hmm. talking. Like it, everything just flowed in it. And you know, yeah. for a big size book, that they, they, you know, I don't know if they crammed the double size in this. I'm happy they did. But if they're doing it because of the paper, like this might be the way to go for these event books. Just make mm-hmm. them big size because I, I, I want to read the rest now. I got enough to get me like. Even though I didn't read up until this point, it gave me enough to go. And with the art being what it is, it's like you can't. That's a no-brainer, man. That's a, that's a good book. It's worth the yeah. eight dollars a book, ten dollars a book. Yeah, yeah. I $8. think it is like eight bucks. It's kind of eight dollars ain't bad. Eight dollars, but it's a double size. Let's keep pointing that out. Look, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like the size, and for the eight dollars, I mean, there's DC event books. There's there's been Marvel books that have been, mm-hmm. you know, close to double size. You know, thirty four mm-hmm. pages, and they still cost seven, eight dollars, and they're event books. But this is double. Like I kept looking at, you know, because I brought it, I bought it digitally, so I kept looking at the little scroll wheel on the side. Mm-hmm. I was still halfway for like the longest time. And I'm like, okay, good. Because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to keep... Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm getting to these points where I'm like, okay, if it's going to end here, ah, uh, what the fuck, you know? Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. be pissed. And then there's still more to go. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, this double size is the way to go. Thank God. Yeah. Or, thank... Yeah, maybe not God, because he wouldn't do something this awesome. But, uh, for that lack of paper, like... <laughs> not, <laughs> now we're getting these, I, I, these double size books like that. I honestly don't believe that this has like the double side of, of this doesn't have anything to do with the paper shortage. It could though, because yeah. who knows? But I don't think so. I think it's honestly a, a Hickman scheduling thing. Okay. I think I think where you know I just think like he's just like yeah. hey, well let's get them out. Let's get them out. Yeah. out. You know, <laughs> let's get them out. But I could be wrong about that. 
and that's the thing. It, it, the thing is, it's also. Um, I think you might be right because contractually he might have to be done by certain things so so he can do his other things, you know? Maybe, yeah. Um, but look, either way, like yeah, I, we less, win. Paper, less paper being spent, you know? Right, right. Because no. you know, because any other event in Marvel, they can't say like, oh, let's just get him out. Because half the time these artists don't finish on time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like half but the time Stevie's they had to good. add issues, you know. Like Civil War had to add an issue. Secret Wars mm-hmm. was added too, you know. Yeah. Like, like so. Yeah. You know, half the time they're adding issues, and uh, I, I I remember Eternals by Neil Gaiman was supposed to be six issues, ended up being eight, I think, or seven. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. So let me ask you all this: Do you all? How well do you understand what's happening from the in, in regards to the conflict between Moira McTaggart and Destiny? Um, like does or or how well does that come across in this issue? Maybe is the better way I should. For ask. me, for me, it comes across fairly well. I, I don't understand Destiny's motivation fully, and uh, and I don't even know what what the fuck Moira is doing. <laughs> you know that that right. destiny off, and mm-hmm. that's because I haven't been reading. You know mm-hmm. the destiny thing I can attribute to. Um, that's a little bit more complex. You know, mm-hmm. um, but from you know, art imitates and reflects a lot of the world around it. So uh, I think it is a a good um, kind of metaphor for like the world we live in right now, where uh, ideologies might have similar goals but they don't agree with each other in the execution of it and they don't compromise and i attribute it to that like okay is that dynamic like i don't even understand it like i can understand it in the world i live in and i i can see where it's flawed and i can see where it could work but nobody's interested in making it work it's more about the fight and here it's like okay i think the end they're probably gonna find a way to make it work so i'm just gonna watch this play out so even though I'm mm-hmm. not as as clear on what Destiny's motivation is, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the fuck Mortimer Taggart's doing, but I know mm-hmm. enough about her to know, okay, like she knows, so she's she's going by her her experiences are to go on this path, and mm-hmm. it might not be the right path, even though she has enough experience to say like this is the best path, and anybody mm-hmm. could trust her. But it still might not be the best best path, you know. Gotcha. gotcha. So that, that's where I'm at with it. So I, again, I guess to put it in layman's terms, it's more like I I don't know enough about their conflict, but I I, I can kind of see it play out, and I want to see it play out. Mm-hmm. What about you, Oz? What? How does it come across to you? I I got a pretty good idea. I felt like. Uh, Moira was changing things and Destiny because when when they met up she was with Destiny was with uh Mystique with, yeah Mystique I'm assuming as part of the brotherhood or just like not on the side of good at that uh-huh. point because it was before Krakoa right and so I'm guessing you know she I I get the feeling like 
especially at that point where they meet that timeline, Mora is trying to come up with a cure. And Mystique is the type of person that, you know, like, cure what? This is this is us. Right. And if Destiny would have would have agreed with her. I could see where the conflict came and, you know, Destiny tells her you can be against us or with us. It's up to you in your next timeline. Right. So I think that's where the conflict started. When we get to the current timeline, Moira is obviously trying to get Destiny erased. Right. I think how they phrase it. And uh, somebody with the power of whose power is to know the future would see that. Like, I, I, I really, I don't understand why Moira would think destiny wouldn't know that that's what Moira was trying to do or saying or trying to get those two to do. So I, it, it it's a weird thing. I get what's happening. It's just weird the way it's done. Mm-hmm. Although what it leads to towards the end of the book mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, I thought with before we get to that point, and I'm trying to not be spoilery. So before we get to that point, I thought something was happening, and so I was a little bit surprised at yeah. what actually ended up happening. Right. Right. But no, now, that's okay. Now knowing that. I guess the the first few pages were a look into the future because it's not very clearly stated, at least to me, but I kind of read through it really quick because I, you know, I had to get that done for today. I think that, yeah, that those first few pages are a result of the fallout of the last few pages of the Mm -hmm. first book. So it's kind of, it's going into an interesting place. Yeah, uh, that whole relationship. I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. So I mean, no, I think I mean y- you all pr- pretty much you're on on the track, like because that the conversation you see in in Inferno number one is basically like a uh ex- uh expanded version of a conversation that we saw before in I think that's what Powers of Ten Two. Number two, I think. Basically, the one where you find out Moira has the ability to reincarnate, and it actually goes through like her different lives. And in in her, you know, in in her first life, she basically just she does lives no her, she just lives it, right? Yeah, she just lives through her life, and like you know, meets a guy, gets married, has kids, has grandkids, like lives and dies at an old age. And then when she's reborn in her second life, she's like, I remember all that, even as like a baby. (laughs) And so she literally has to like, you know, pretend that she doesn't know things because she's like, people treat me weird. (laughs) You know? It's kind of crazy crazy to me because like she loved her husband. Like she loved like That was her love love of her life, her her husband Mm -hmm. and for all for her entire life. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that she now she's reborn and she, like she's living out the events and she's like, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. It's still the same guy that she loved, but because she's already like she knows what's going to happen. She's she's done it all before that changes her. 
Right. I always thought that was kind of an interesting thing about her specifically in those books was seeing mm-hmm. seeing what happens when she starts a new life with the memories of the old one mm-hmm. in the same time frame. Right. Were you gonna ask yeah. mom? Yeah, like is there a, ever a moment where she like kind of makes peace or lets something go where like she knows what's gonna happen and she has to let it play out and she has to kind of make peace with herself to let it play out and not change it? I mean, it kind of depends on, on how you I, I think her right. I, uh-huh. I think her teaming up with uh, Charles and and discussing Krakoa because she she was part of what gave Charles the idea for Krakoa, right? Definitely, because yeah, definitely. Before that lifetime, she was all about curing mutants. Yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. Like you know, in the in the second life, you know, because she knew a lot of the beats of what was supposed to happen. It like I was saying, it kind of got derailed because, like, like she, for instance, she doesn't end up marrying her husband in the second life because she's like, I know this dude already, and he doesn't know me, and so that makes it weird sometimes because it's like you know she can't she can't pretend like she doesn't know him, you know, and so because like she's like, man, this is so weird. I don't know what's happening, and she she sees Charles Xavier on the TV. And is like, oh, there's you know, you're we're mutants and we have these abilities and this and the other. And she's like, oh, now I get what might be happening to me. And she's trying to go to go fly to meet Charles Xavier, and ends up dying in a plane crash. And then she gets reborn again. Like before she meets Xavier, she dies in a plane crash and then gets reborn again. And in that third life, that's when she's like, this is messed up. I hate this. And that's why she decides to to cure mutants because she's like, no one should have to do this. And you know, like there, I'm sure there are other people out here with with yeah. issues like I'm having. That yeah, okay, they're mutants, but they don't want to be. So I'm gonna make a cure, and that's the lifeline where Destiny finds her with Mystique and Pyro, and she's like, hey, like you're trying to mess around and and kill your own people, and that's messed up. And she's like, you know, I, you know, she's like, I don't, I didn't know exactly you were trying to do that, but she's like, but there's basically like Destiny can't predict what Moira's going to do, but she can see the hole where she can't see. Right. And that's how they find her. And so that's like the whole, the whole conflict between the two of them is like, if you go and try to do something like this again, I'll know and I'll come find you. You know, and, and because of that, how that goes down in life three, Moira's like, you know what? I can't be messing with these precog folks. And that's why in this Krakoa era, she's like, we don't resurrect the, the precogs. <laughs> because there's, she's like. There, there's one lifetime where she like goes full on like giant gun and just murdering everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. She tried to. Because after a certain amount of time, she realizes that the real enemy is is the the machines, like the AI, like that's what gets mutants. Well, and she goes and she eventually. she tries, right? And she tries. Well, <laughs> she tries she, she's like a thousand years in the future, and she sees like that, the, like what is it, like humanity and machine 
combination. Yeah, yeah. And though the yeah, and it gets weird. Yeah. And Wolverine's but, the only other mutant alive and he kills her so that she can start the timeline. Yeah, basically. So yeah, she but she literally like in that t- that timeline with the gun, she she it's like, okay, well, if we don't get sentinels made, we don't get to like advance AI that leads to the Nimrods, which is basically the thing that actually kills us. So I'm gonna kill the Trask family, uh, like all of them. Like she literally hunts down every Trask, but then a, a Sentinel still gets made by a different group of people. Yeah, and so she's like, "Oh damn!" So you know, <laughs> my question is, so I can figure out how to do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want to do that, Mo. That's a messed up existence. You don't want to be on no. stage and you know what you did. You everything. Well, no, you did that's the, the thing. Life. It's like you know, I get these weird moments of deja vu. Where mm-hmm. shit's happening, and it's like I can see the bad path because that I guess that's where it went. So then I change it, or I I don't. Well, that's do good. Shit. Yeah, but it feels terrible. Why? Because it it does. Like in the moment, it, it's terrible. Like it feels bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it. I I don't know what it is. I just know like there'll be something, and. and it's like, oh, okay. And then I'm about to go in that path, and I'm like, oh, well, shit, that, that's going to go real bad. Like, it went real bad. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's just called common sense, Mo. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but it, it's like when I read the, the Mormon Taggart stuff, it's like it, it it felt a lot like some of the, what happens to me sometimes, but mm-hmm. it only a little spurts, not like all the knowledge and clarity. You right. Know? Right. And so in the moment, it's like it because it becomes an anxious, panicky moment. Oh. And, and I have to keep it to myself because nobody understands it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we understand now, Mom. No, you can you tell don't. us. No. Well, look, you you're, can you're, tell you're, us. You're secretly laughing. I, I'm on so layout. I I too get moments of clarity and thought after a small spurt. Yeah. Oh, jeez, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I don't need deja vu to know that stupidity is coming. <laughs> but yeah, look, you make me seem less crazy when I talk about it because you you you, you lighten it up. So, <laughs> so friggin', uh, uh, I will say this. You know, we talked about the story some. We talked about the art. You know, Hickman writing X Men. I know for me, it's been like a personal joy. Like I've been, I've been loving it so much, and I feel like what he set up has made like is made X Men just in general really, really interesting. I, there's a like I really do wish I could have gotten a version of this stuff that was just the story he wanted to tell, and that's it. But I like the ver the the different books and stuff that we're getting right now. What I will say is, I think that you know, if you if you haven't read Inferno Number One, I would definitely suggest you give it a shot. And I, if you read, if you've read it, and you're like, huh, I'm not exactly sure, you know, where all this stuff is going. Like, at the very least, pick up issue two, man, because issue two, like that, because it's it's such classic kind of Hickman stuff where you know Hickman loves to show you something. And then mess around and in the following issue or in two or three issues down the line, 
show you the same thing again, but recontextualize it. And all of a sudden you're like, damn, what I was looking at, I thought was this, but now that I have this extra piece of information, I realized that it was like something completely different. And that's, it's just a very cool thing. Just, you know, to like, it's a great way of telling stories. And it's like, you know, obviously like it's Hickman, you know, he's going to do that, but he does it so well that it doesn't matter that it's like, it's like watching the, the Rousey arm bar, you know, you know exactly what's going to happen, but she does it so like expertly. It's a joy to watch every single time, you know? And so it's like, it's, it, it, it's that same kind of deal, man, where it's like, uh, yeah, uh, issue two, like, I, I'm probably going to go and read it, reread it again right now <laughs> after the show's done. But see, Larry, but like, I know you had suggested in the pre-production text to like one issue one and two to talk about, mm-hmm. but you see why I said just do one because we're already an hour and 24 in and we've just been talking about issue one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah. I will say that I feel like we could have had an issue about one and two in the same amount of time. But you're right; we would have talked. Nah, about it. but right. it wouldn't have been as like I mean, like you're we delved right. deep into this, and we yeah. like, I mean, we only talked about half of it really. And <laughs> like, I mean, we really have to have a separate show, like Hickman for Dummies, and I'm gonna have you translate all of Hickman, Hickman for Dummies because hilarious, yeah. Look, I I still gotta go. Like, I, I I got some other Hickman books that I haven't I've been buying, but I haven't actually read yet that I need to mess with too. So like, I was trying to read. Was it the Black Monday Murders or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, fuck. I thought I read the whole thing, and it turned out I was only like twelve pages in. <laughs> Hilarious! Dude, it's insane. Yeah, yeah, man. He like Hickman's amazing. I love it. All right, what would you uh? How about us? What would you rate Inferno number one? Uh, if you haven't been reading X-Men diligently, nonstop, for however long Hickman's been on this book, <laughs> then three and a half, close to four, it, it's not It's not a bad book. The art is, is great, like you guys said. It's just a little bit confusing and in without the uh the editor's note saying hey check out this book or this this book or whatever to help out and maybe want me make me want to go back and read those stories and kind of figure out what's going on it, it you can get a little bit lost so yeah if you haven't been reading the stuff then three three maybe three and a half because it's it, again it's not bad if you have then four and a half it continues the story. The art's great, and Hickman's a decent writer. Turns out he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Moses Magnum, what would you rate in front of number one? Uh, I, this has got to be one of the high ones, you know, the four out of fives. Um, but again, it, it's one of those things like you're going to feel a little lost, but you know what? It's okay because it, you're going to. If you stick with it, you're going to find out <laughs> what you need to find out. And it definitely gives you what it gives you what it wants you to know to read this book. Like it doesn't give you things you need to know, but you can do those on your free time. The moment you're reading this book, you're reading this book and it gives you what what it wants you to see and, and what it wants you to know. And I feel like that's enough. Usually like I feel 
where these books like i wish i would have had more info but no this one does it this one does it like right in the page without editor's note which is an achievement in and of itself there you go that's the art yeah you know i i didn't i i didn't tell you mo but uh um skeety doesn't do issue two ah i'm out Uh, out. look it's stefano castelli Oh, see, I'm in. I know <laughs> exactly. See, exactly. exactly right, dude. It's it's amazing. It's amazing, yeah. man. Uh, listen, you all, you all know what I'm gonna say. Five out of five. I'm an X Men fan, unapologetically. I don't, I don't, and I don't say that to mean like anything that has the X Men name on it. I'm gonna automatically like because you know, Lord knows, I messed around and went through my friggin' own terrible era of X Men comics and. Like, I, I've been there, but this is the opposite of that. Like, we are ha- like these are some amazing comics. Hickman, his vision for the for the X Men messed around and took it to a whole nother level that I hope we stay a- at or around for a long time to come. But yeah, five out of five for me. I love it. All right. So uh, next. We should be talking about um, ruining Christmas, yes? Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess we already did the music, right? So yeah, we're good to go, man. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What are you doing? Oh, you're changing that. Bam. <laughs> Is it, I spell that right? I hope so. I misspelled Christ. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, Ruining Christmas, number one. There it is. Um, Mo, why don't you tell us a little bit about this book? So, this book was a Kickstarter book done by uh, Sebastian A. Jones, Daryl May, Eli Hicks, Jim Polk, and Joshua Cozine. Um, It was one of these Kickstarter books that came out in, um, I think the, the, the Kickstarter was launched in July of 2020 in the midst of the pandemic and uh i was you know high and had my head <laughs> and surfing kickstarter <laughs> like that's what i did during the pandemic i just funded a bunch of shit i have a a weird uh action camera stabilizer but it's useless because any action camera worth its uh, money <laughs> has stabilizing built in but you know i bought that you know um mm-hmm. and then i bought a bunch of other books which some of which we reviewed and this one i waited till till christmas because it's christmas it's a theme book you know so i've been eagerly waiting um it, it was delayed uh, the the finishing of it so it ended around august of last year and it wasn't delivered till like july of this year or something like that it was a long time because i had for i i hadn't forgotten about it but i knew it's like okay well it's not going to be in time for christmas that year so i'll review it christmas next year and uh yeah sebastian a jones i mean if if uh look he was one of the producers on friends uh he started stranger comics they have their own universe which is uh pretty cool we've reviewed the untamed before um was a sinner's prayer or something like that and um we had him on in the past so he's no stranger to us 
but this was one of the books that I, that is published by Stranger that isn't in that universe, as far as we know. <laughs> Who knows? We can, it can be, but uh, this, this is like this weird cheeky uh, Christmas story that's like a little irreverent and you know comedy, action comedy uh, type of movie. It's kind of it feels like one of these um, seasonal movies that we get that are. You know, there has Christmas as a background and tell you the story of these weird, crazy people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so this is it. Um, that's the cover right there. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I can't see if you guys yeah, can see yeah. it because I'm on. No, it. we can see it. Yeah. It, the cover itself reminded me of The Usual Suspects, the movie. Absolutely. So, so for me, that was like when I saw that picture and it's on Kickstarter, take my money. Like the art I like because it's you know it's that cartoony like hyper cartoony art, uh you know in the tattoo industry they call it new school where it can be a graffiti piece you know um at least you know the design of the characters and uh, I, I like that too so it was a no brainer well the 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 only thing I did have to think about was the how much money I would give them. And I gave them the base. I, I think it was like 10 bucks or something for the digital copy. And that's it because, you know, I'll make it easier for them. Like it's mm -hmm. in the middle of the pandemic when shit can't be shipped that easily, <laughs> you know? So yeah. I figured the, the digital is the way to go. There's another one I got digital that I haven't been able to review yet. Um, but that's coming soon. If you subscribe, you'll get it in a one shot. And, uh, but yeah, this is ruining Christmas. So, Oz, you read "Ruining Christmas." What did you think of of this book? Oh, the, the audible me. sigh. Uh, like, I feel like every one of these characters is a bit of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. It, it's fine. It's just, it feels like nothing happens. In, and it's only the first one. But, like, so these guys start off as not like naughty list compliant officers or something like that. Yeah. And so they're, they're going around and, uh, shooting their special dust onto onto kids or whatever and they make they make a big deal about Santa's hat and like that that opening sequence makes makes it seem like Santa's hat is some kind of magical artifact and then it goes in it becomes a flashback to how you get to that point where they were at but they never discuss Santa's hat like I, I'm sitting there reading, like, okay, so when did he take Santa's hat, and what? Or tell me what Santa's hat does. Why is it important that this happened to Santa's hat? And Santa isn't even wearing that hat in in the story. He's wearing a John Deere hat. It's because it was taken already. I mean, like that—that's what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on. Like this book was more confusing than Hickman's book. <laughs> and that should tell you something. 
uh it, it's not bad like that i like all the characters in the story i just don't know what's happening it might just be because i only read the first one i don't know how many books are in this story i don't know what a, a naughty compliance officer is or whatever <laughs> whatever they are uh all i know is um the main characters are elves that get that get one day off a year and a little a little racist that it's only the black elves that have the special pixie dust but i let that go because you know it it i'll stop because i was racist too <laughs> it's, written by, it's, written, it's written and created by a dude that is the color of those elves it, no it's just like it, 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 I, I wanted more information as to what's going on uh i don't did you already say that i miss did you say how many books this this story is supposed to as be? far as i know it's the only one i i I even saved like I didn't read it till today because I wanted to be fresh. When I, I got it, I'm like I wanted to wait to review it on the show. But I will ask him because I have a direct line to to Steve Jones, and uh, I'll, I'll ask him if we're gonna get more because I definitely want more. Yeah. It, 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 okay. Sure. So here's the thing: the the opening sequence where they talk about the hat if that wasn't there i think i would have enjoyed this book more because the once you get to the flashback and that's the rest of the book yeah that story is is interesting and kind of cool kind of funny and quirky and all that and enjoyable except for the fact that the whole time i'm reading it i'm in the back of my head i'm trying to figure out what how did we get to that point at the beginning like tell me give me info on that so if it's, you just cut that out, I think it would have been. I think it would have been a more enjoyable story. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that like constantly gnawing on in the back of my head. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I can definitely like see. It's Jackoff's gun. <laughs> Chekhov's gun. Chekhov. But yeah, is that, is that Star Trek's Chekhov or like another Chekhov? No, the author check off mm-hmm. now the idea is like you know you if, if you they would say if you show a gun yeah in the beginning of a story like people are going to be waiting to see that gun yeah. like have a purpose or get used at some point yeah. in the narrative and yeah that it is true like i i i will say that it probably didn't bother me as much as it did oz but i was anticipating like okay like we're gonna learn about santa's hat i mean there's story elements too that like so there's a point where santa is thinking we need to separate like says out loud we need to keep these two separate the the brothers the the Uh main characters and then several pages later like he's made the decision to promote both of them to, like make up partners in this new like position. It's just things that well, don't make sense. Also, his me. advisor said like there's no separating them. Like they're thick as thieves. These two, you know. I think like, Santa can make it happen. Not without his hat. <laughs> well, but here's the thing: you said you said that he's wearing that hat because it's been taken already. Yeah, but yeah. like. 
I think I, like shows red nakedness. Yeah, like we don't. Yeah, we don't know that. Like it, well, it could have happened, but he could just not be wearing. No, it. and that that's the thing. I guess I inferred it because of how it started, and then when you see him, he's not doesn't have a hat. So I assume it's been stolen, and then that's why he would wear a John Deere hat because that's somebody's gift that he decided to not give him. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just wear this." And then he's like looking at who's he's gonna send. I need to send these people out there. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and then he sees these two, and he's like, "Well, can we separate them? Because I gotta send this guy." And he's like, "Nah, they're thick as thieves. Like they they don't work apart." And so then he's like, uh, and then he promotes both of them just so that he could get the one to go and then the sidekick to be the the humorous thing. Um, and, and so that, you know, it, it, if there was a thing where it's like, I need my hat and I need, this is the dude that's going to do it. Because, I mean, they talk about the dude's pedigree and everything and why he's mm-hmm. there. So it makes sense that, like, he's going on a mission. The naughty list uh, compliance officer thing, they could have explained a little more. But I kind of get like just from how they were trying to get that the those kids, you know, at the beginning, and how they go in in the back matter comic, the little backup stories. Like, okay, yeah, this is what they're doing, and they're trying to get, you know, eventually they're gonna get the real mission, which is like, hey, what we really sent you to is for this fucking hat. And yeah. yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> you don't say that here. That might be issue two. Yeah. I will say that you know my my big issue with with the the story was I didn't like I didn't necessarily like the main characters like like the two the two brothers like like the the world I thought was interesting and the, yeah. you know the art is cool and I like the character design and but I felt like like those two guys are probably like the least interesting people it's, of all the people too, that we saw. It's where too I was just hanging out with me and Mo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, I, I just like, you know, I just like, I don't know. Four of them, Larry would be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just those two guys, they're just like, they like, I don't know. Like, there was never a point where I was like, oh man, like, I'm so happy I'm reading about them. Like, you know, I, like, honestly, like, I'm the little, like, troll dude in the friggin' underwear, like, the troll, like, the little short elf is, like, what is his deal? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that guy like that? Like, the, what? Irish, the Irish caricature? Just, yeah. just, just the, the, uh, right, just the tattoos alone is, like, why would you get that tattooed on your tummy? Because he's Irish. He's going to have the rainbow that leads to the pot of gold that is his yeah. crotch. Yeah. But it doesn't It doesn't actually go to his crotch, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, just above it. I mean, he's still a... Uh, 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 well, before. you got to let it room to grow, man. Uh, okay, well, you know, but, like, you know, there were, like, all these other characters that I kind of was, like, I, I, would, I think I'd rather learn a little bit more about them and what their deal was. But what I will say is this, like, that's how I felt about it as far as, like, the first part. The second part I thought was really interesting, like, with them as, like, the naughty compliance officers and, you know, the little girl that, like, summons Cthulhu. It's like, that story was, like, it was, and don't get me wrong, it it was a short story, but it was, like, the art we already talked about, like it's cool art, you know. 
it's like I understand the motivations of the two main characters in that little short story. Uh, and it has other characters, like everybody, like again, there's probably the least interesting people in the story, but they're, they're like, it's not focusing on them as much, I guess. It's like, it's more so like, yeah, they're the ones that are the agents, like making the things happen. But at the end of the day, you have this little girl on one side and then you have the serial killer on the other. And that is like, you know, uh, the, those two guys, like all they really do is kind of bring them together. I wish even, the, the serial killer would have been the uh, the the child Hitler that was on the other story. <laughs> right. No, and that was awesome. Like I love like that aspect, and that's the thing where you know I know like the book like sets itself up and saying like, hey, you know, I just want you to know we're gonna be irreverent and it's gonna be for adults, and it's like the main characters don't give you any of that. Like it's mostly like that. All that stuff happens in like either side characters say something crazy, or they have like the little cutaways, which the cutaways are good. Like you have that kid, like the setup for that, where it's like this kid writing a letter to Santa, telling Santa like you know how much of a jerk he is because you just gave me coal and that's all. And it's like, dude, has there ever been a kid that you know really that would just get just coal? And then you get that whole thing with the setup, which, you know, like, that's awesome. Like, that I, that was probably one of the highlights of the book. But again, the main characters have nothing to do with that, right? Like, that, like that's, like, literally, like, a, a, a family guy cutaway, you know? And so, you know, I don't know. Like, that, that was, I, for me, like, that was where the story kind of failed for me in the first part. Like, I feel like if they had done more of what they're trying to do in the second part or even like what they did in the opening. Cause even though like the Santa's hat thing doesn't get a follow up in the story, it's like, maybe, maybe they should have, like maybe, maybe the Santa's hat thing is a story that we really should have been telling and we just don't get back there. I don't know. I, I felt like we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I oh, just, I the, the, the flashback just went a little long, a little long. <laughs> Not the way you guys are saying it. It's like, man, you know what? Fuck Kickstarter. I'm not gonna do shit. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to keep Kickstartering it till he gets to the hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the rewards. He's just gonna send you a hat. Now, I think that was one of the tears, but I didn't. <laughs> I believe the hat. Yeah, and a hat, like a little pin or something. But. I didn't do it because you know it's it's hard enough to mail shit and it's like it's easier digital copy, you know. I would have gone for a physical one for sure, but it, you know. I tell you what, though, I <laughs> when <laughs> go ahead. It's just because I'm married, but the <laughs> the mistletoe party, <laughs> yeah, like, that seemed like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's something I think in my youth I, I might have enjoyed. Yeah. Although it, it's me, I wouldn't have been invited. <laughs> You'd have the mistletoe instead of the rainbow tattoo. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's it, it, there's a lot of interesting things in this book. And I yeah. the fact that early on they, they tell you, hey, this is uh this is for adults. If you're if you're a child. Put it, it, throw it in the garbage. Like you right. reading this, kind of like set me at ease as to what I'm about to witness because they're it, it, 
you know, it it's weird because I want to say it gets raunchy, but not really. Yeah. Like, I, I assume he that dude w- was banging that elf, but mm-hmm. you don't really know. Like he was like right. holding blue and still working. Like you, yeah, it's. It, yeah. The story itself is is good. I, like the the humor, the the ideas behind it, I like. It's just those little things, like you know, like well, like Lawrence like, said, the elves, like there's a little thing where stun, the, you know, like the, there's a little thing where one of the elves is like, man, who even invented this shitty ass holiday? <laughs> like, because they, yeah. like, and they tell them, well, I think it was Jesus. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, that's hilarious. Yeah. Aren't we paganists? <laughs> yeah. Like, like that, that like the, when Larry said, like the world itself is an interesting world, mm-hmm. and the characters don't match up to him. I think is accurate for Larry. For me, I actually did like him enough to to want to read more of their adventures and grow into these roles. You know, because part of it is the one brother kind of become he's a late bloomer, so like his growth and stuff, and I want to see that. So it's it is interesting to me the characters as well as the world, but mm-hmm. uh, I really I mean the art was good. It was a well done like a well done uh, Kickstarter book for me because I've gotten some of these and the art is inconsistent or yeah it takes way too long to come out for whatever reason. Um, you know, there's you know so but like this this I would have just bought at the store if i would have seen it i mean it's a christmas themed book i have another book here that i didn't get to review because we had uh thanksgiving week off but it's called turkey day and it's uh it's a horror comic a thanksgiving horror comic <laughs> turkey day dang yeah. that trick has an eyeball in his mouth yeah so i don't know maybe next year i'll review that but you only know <laughs> subscribe like and hit the bell but um, but I mean, I love Christmas movies and and like this Christmas comic is like it's right for the season, you know. I mean, Emily watched Jingle All the Way for the first time yesterday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, I mean, I mean, I I would read another another issue well, of this. Here's the thing: if you compare it to like a cheesy Christmas movie that you watch with your family, like. How does it rate up in that? Because half of those are dumb too, you know, like those Harmark movies and shit. Oh yeah, you don't have to tell me. Like, I, but you know what? Here and here's the other thing. Like, I, you know, I'm not a huge like. I guess I'm not a huge like Christmas media person. Like, I like the holiday compared to Bad Santa. Because <laughs> it had that vibe to me. Yeah, that's that, that's the vibe it has. I don't like know, Matt, man. I feel like that's kind of mixed with Elf. Like, but if, it's not as good bad, as either if, one of those. If the bad Santa had the attitude of Elf, you get this book, I feel. If, if Elf had the attitude of bad Santa? Or bad Santa had the, you know, if bad Santa, the main character, had Buddy the Elf's attitude. He'd be happy collecting it. Yeah. But he's still banging everything, you know. Oh. Huh. Oh, you forgot about the banging. Yeah, definitely the banging. Larry, Larry closed his eyes at those parts. Yeah. It's like Jesus wept. 
<laughs> yeah, he did. Right out of his penis. <laughs> We're talking about Christmas. It has nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah, that's true. Jesus's penis? Oh, we all saw it on the cross. Okay. <laughs> so, are we... Look, I, I, I would like to try uh, Frosty's Frostbite condom. Just to see what's going on. <laughs> oh, the little ads in it? <laughs> yeah. I was, like, yeah. I was like, I would like to, I would give that a shot just to see. That mistletoe underwear, though. Yeah. yeah. Both <laughs> scented and unscented. Like, yeah. See if I can bring I, that up real quick. I, I was looking at my phone like, what's the, what's the And name? the funny part was that they listed as flavors. It's like flavors scented and unscented. <laughs> it's like, what? That, that made me laugh really hard, actually, but I. Because I was just like, that's so weird for the flavors. For a second, I thought they were real ads. I'm like, what, what the hell? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And then you actually read them. like, no, okay, those are a joke. They have to be a joke. <laughs> but, I mean, look, we live in a world where vagina-scented candles exist. Yeah. So, who knows? By Larry's boo. <laughs> By my boo. She makes them. Gee, that ain't my boo. They smell like <laughs> her. Frosting. Yeah, that's very strange. <laughs> Big love oolong tea. <laughs> oolong tea, that cracked me up. <laughs> you don't get it, Larry. Don't laugh. It feels realistic because you get like the mask. Yeah. Like, okay. And that's yeah. actually that's actually Sebastian Jones right there on the left. <laughs> All masked up. Yeah, frostbite condoms. Scented yeah. or odorless. And then it goes back into it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that made me laugh too. Because it was, it was scented and odorless. <laughs> like, what? Like, that doesn't, it, like, just, it doesn't make sense to like, how you want the odorless, flavor to be right? scented. Huh? You want the odorless, right? Because you got to put your own scent. Oh, no, no, nah, nah, you need to scent, man. You need, uh, you, you need, you need, like, you need to know you're down there when you're down there. You know what I mean? I mean, I'll know I'm down there. It's just I'm like, do I'm I like, to smell like, bacon? Look, no, nah, I'm like, I'm like, like two can sand with that, man. I follow my nose. <laughs> oh man, okay, I think it's time to rate this book. Ah, oh, just because of the Toucan Sam joke, man? Oh, fuck. <laughs> nah, one last thing. You know, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up, but this book was made in part because of uh, the people that, that, that took a chance on it, you know? Right. And, uh, they get mentioned on the naughty list. Oh, I did see that. Is your name yeah. on there? So that's the naughty list right there. And uh, yeah, my name is right there. <laughs> he clipped it. <laughs> yeah, Moses Magnum, baby. Yeah, yeah I'm. I love movie. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, not mad at it. I'm not yeah. mad at it. Mo. Mo definitely belongs on the naughty list. Yeah, he so, made it happen. I think one of the tiers were like you be the dude. Like I think the serial killer guy, the girl, the kid with the hat. Like those were actual backers too. Oh wow! Um, at a certain tier, you get to be in the comic, and or as an elf, like you could be one of the elf, like mm -hmm. you'd be one of the dudes. I think the dude that had the dust was an actual mm -hmm. dude that was a backer. 
like the dudes that were snorting the dust. That's so um, wild. Yeah. How, so, how much would it take to make you show up there? I, you know, um, I don't want to say like that, but I mean, look, I I'll peel off a couple of bucks. If, look, if, why don't you give them to me and then I'll hand it to Steven? Because you'll spend me on coke and hookers. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I I'm sorry, you're a married man, just coke. I mean, but twice as much. Well, hookers are for married men, right? <laughs> they charge extra if the wife shows up, though. Oh, wow. I've heard. I've been told. Oh, huh, too late. No, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I can, yeah, I I remember, from what I remember, the tier was like 100, 200 bucks, and you'd be in it, like, as a featured dude, you know? Mm -hmm. We need a, a Cthulhu Mo. Cthulhu Mo. Cthulhu Mo. <laughs> Mutholo. Oh, no. Yeah. That doesn't work. <laughs> Mutholo. Mutholo is better. Mutholo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I got to I gotta hit him up to see what the second one's come. Because I, I, I did enjoy it. And uh, as far as rating goes, I give it five, like, Extra wet, extra sticky candy canes. Is Larry's licking his lips? No, no, no. To, to issue two. Is that another Kickstarter or is that? Already I don't. I would. Hard? I would hope he wouldn't. And if it's like a yearly thing, like he's been working on issue two already, and then just does a Kickstarter just to like. You know, printing costs and shit like that. Like, I wouldn't be mad at it. Like, if it's a yearly book, I wouldn't be like, you know, I don't want to get, you know, do, wait 10 years because what if I get hit by a bus or something, you know? But, <laughs> um, but I wouldn't be mad. Like, if they would give me complete stories each Christmas, I wouldn't mind doing a Kickstarter each year for that, you know? But yeah, I don't know. I think it probably would be a, a Kickstarter. But let me, I'm let me sure go. you'll get some kind of email or something that tells you how to get issue two. Well, and yeah, and I, I probably got it, but it's so long ago too that I, I, uh, I didn't, um, I didn't back it yet because you might have sent it while this hadn't come out yet, and it's like, well, I haven't even gotten this. Why am I going to do number two? I, that happens a lot, especially since. Since I'm on Kickstarter after I've been smoking or drinking, you know, because <laughs> like, uh, there, there's been a few where it's like, yeah, you know, I, I haven't even gotten issue one. Like, let me wait. I know it happens with the Lady Death stuff a lot. Like, I haven't gotten my rewards yet. I haven't even read it. And it's like, and they're already trying to sell me the next one, which that's how I bought the other one, too. <laughs> the the La Bruja or whatever, the witch mm -hmm. kick. You know, I hadn't even finished the Lady Death, and I paid for that one too. But yeah, I mean, well, well, I, I gotta, yeah, I gotta look it up. I guess maybe off the air because you know, it's not fun watching me scroll through my. Oh. Yeah, let's not look it up now. <laughs> Oz. Okay, I won't. What would you rate ruining Christmas? Uh, out of five. Yeah. Uh, how many sticky, uh, uh, wet and sticky candy canes would you give it? As close to four as we can get without actually hitting four. 
because I'm not, I'm not, not completely impressed by the art, but it's, it's done on purpose and it serves this purpose. Like the, the art is representative of the story. The only knocks I really have against this book are what I talked about where they they show me a gun and then never discuss it ever again ever in the whole rest of the book and when the i guess what they would be considered backup stories when the the two stories after the main stories like i want to see those stories more than i care about what you just told me kind of is like another knock because i don't think i'm gonna get those stories i think he's gonna go back to the original and at some point get to that damn gun that i don't know why it was there to begin with so i don't want to completely give it a four but it's not bad it, it's good it's it's well drawn it's well written sort of you know it, it's worth picking up during the holiday season even though i don't think you can because it was a kickstarter from a year ago <laughs> You might still be able to get it like on Comixology or something now, wherever you can get Stranger Comics digitally or even physically. But, um, yeah, I, there's another thing that happened here. Let's see. I didn't get my other rewards. I had other rewards. Other than oh, so three and a half then. It just lost. No, no. I, I just didn't. I didn't uh, open. I didn't open it. It, it. There's a Dropbox here. Oh, it's like all digital. Yeah, it, they were wallpaper packs of more art, and I wish I would have done that before because, um, yeah, because like I would have showed you guys. Right, right. Yeah. So as for me, I give ruining Christmas uh, three and a half. It was good. Uh, like I, I like the art. I like the world. I liked the second story more than I did the the first one, uh, but you know it's like it. I didn't read it and feel like I wasted my time or anything like that. It's just you know it had some story elements that worked and others that I felt like you know could have been more interesting. So you know, with that said, I'm gonna give it a three point five, and uh, you know I would I would probably pick up the next issue just to kind of see. You know, see where it goes, see if, if it sticks to that same format or if it does something different. See if Santa's hat comes back. Yeah. Cool. So, gents, do you all say again? Is that time? Yeah, it, it is that time. It is that time. Let's do this. Hold on. <sighs> <laughs> now I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> All right. Another show in the books. Oz, yeah. give me some final thoughts, man. Uh, we'll see what the top one does to me. Uh oh. What you, oh, because you, you it, 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 yeah, it's probably it's tempered with <laughs> <laughs> the seals are broken. 
The seals are broken. <laughs> All right. Black of power, what's up? She has it a is. final. It there it is. Final thoughts from Black and Pat. Appreciate you. And Hex has final thoughts as well. You guys have a show next week. We yeah. do. Jay, Jay, Jay wants to do a show next week. We are? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I might be wasted. Why is the chemist on me? Like, because <laughs> we're trying to see what the popcorn does. Uh, yeah, you're under observation, Oz. You're under observation. I might do a show from a bar next week. I have oh, my dude, I have my portable setup. So, yeah, I might have to do that with you. <laughs> there it you is. Know, we're, we're having the company party at work. So. Oh, wait, 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 what? Wait, where? It's just me and the, like my barber. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, where, where are y'all gonna go? Oh well, I, I guess you don't want to. You don't. You don't want to say on the air so that your your yeah. party gets rushed by all these fans. I get it. Right. It makes sense. Right. Yeah. It makes sense. All right. Final thoughts, Moses Magnum. Uh, you know, it's look. I thought this was the last show of the year. So yeah, I, apparently we're doing one next week. So I'll say that. <laughs> For that but in the meantime you know look it's been 2021 it's been crazy and it's been hard for a lot of people but uh, you know it's not going to get any easier oh that's what i was going to hey, say you know, next year Damn. you know there's two wednesdays before the end of the year yeah but we're not going to do new year one are we are we doing it's that too? 20, nah. it's like three days before new year's I mean, on, you, is on saturday traditionally Traditionally, we always do. Uh, we take Chris, you know, we take the holidays off. So yeah, I don't think we're gonna do that one in between because yeah, I like yeah, I would be shocked. Yeah, but no, and, and the only reason change. we didn't do the Thanksgiving one was because um, Comic Con, because usually that's Larry's birthday show. We still did one at Comic Con. At, at Comic Con, yeah. The the last episode. The last episode. <laughs> the last, wow. Yeah, we we have a lot of lost episodes. Those are yeah. always good. <laughs> I mean, there's still a bunch of episodes on like Scott's computer that he has in some right, <laughs> right. Yeah. The random. Why is it lost? Because I have that memory card. Is it? Uh, no, it, it's, it's it's lost because there's no like real angle. Like that, it, it didn't come out right. It just didn't. It wasn't. The audio is not there, and you know. We did need like we do need to hire a production team when we do these things. I mean, I thought we had a camera person, and then that person didn't do anything. Yeah, well, you know, because she got it happens. High. It happens. She got high because she got high because she got high. And drank my beer. For the entire Fantastic Four, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. So until then, uh. Yeah, I guess we'll see you. All right. Later.